The current spoiler warning level is, Butterscotch. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Butterscotch. So we start out talking about a machine from Victory Gundam with no variants, and it's a pretty clean conversation. And then we fully go into closing the episode, um, and after all the plugs, we then just have a talk about some machines from Witch from Mercury. So that is absolutely spoilery. That show is ongoing. It's not finished. We're five episodes in as we record this, I think. Um, so obviously, don't listen to that. Um, but it's such a clear break that I feel like uh, Butterscotch is a fine uh, spoiler warning level here. So when you hear that, uh, please feel free to stop listening if you don't want to hear Witch from Mercury spoilers. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG. Uh, I, I'm wondering if I need a new pair of clippers. I'm six, Detmar. And I'm Dylan. Uh, model ones? Yeah, I assume? yeah. Mm. Uh, no, actually, I meant the LA Clippers, the basketball I, team. Look, I, for all <laughs> I know, you are grooming your nails on air and are just like, oh, these nail clippers are terrible. <laughs> I was grooming my nails on air. Wow, no respect for me. Okay, all right. Our, I think that's where I'm at. No. Look, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't clip my <laughs> nails on air. That's what I do. Maybe you have a quiet. Maybe you have quiet clippers, and then you're like, "Oh, I need new quiet clippers." Is there any sign that you're enjoying what your host is saying and paying attention more than clipping your nails while they talk? <laughs> Look, I the bimimit. <laughs> All right, well, that's fair. I All didn't right. think about it that way. Um, <laughs> let's 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 roll something. What do you what? Where do you want to roll? Just roll, roll, or keep rolling, rolling, rolling? Uh, I say let's just do a normal one this week. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. All right. Uh, second half of our early UC list, I believe. Oh wait, no, there's only one half. What? Hmm. Okay, then that would make this very late, you see. First half, which does okay. have two halves for the sake of math. Mm. See, because it's like, it's not actually that long. It's that there are 16 things on it, and uh, D16s right. and are... So it's like, it makes more sense to split into two D8s. Yeah. Um, My favorite shape of dice. Okay, you know, I, I'm willing to talk about this one. In fact, I believe it's on our request list, too. Let me check that before I, I confirm this here. Uh, yes, this is also a request from uh, Abnormal Mapping user Lakeith. Okay. This is the ZMT A31S. Alright, so ZMT, it's a Zanskier mobile suit. Uh-huh. It's also going to be a short episode. Oh, is it? Is it on its own? Uh, I believe so. Maybe uh, you know variants I don't, but... No, I don't know. Um, this is the Dogorla. Dogorla. Oh, the... Okay, that the makes The big old dragon actually... guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was going to say, because I'm like, okay, it's a one-off, and it's... Okay, yeah. Well, I guess we are doing two episodes today. <laughs> um, I don't know if we are, actually. Oh, that's I, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've checked the, the Scanline Media channel on Abnormal Mapping recently. Mm-mm. Uh... I am repairing all of Scanline. I am repairing 1,000-plus episodes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm actually fine with a short one this week. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I... The site... Okay, I got lucky last night. I didn't notice the site was having a breakdown, because I downloaded uh, you and Nick's uh, episode from last week. We managed to... So- I, you know, it's for anyone who who doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, basically, what's going on is that we have always had a shitty web host um, where it's like, listen, they're cheap. And as long as we don't need anything from them, but for them to keep the power on, it's fine. And we finally need something and they won't do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. OK, well, this was incredibly predictable. This was 10 years in the making. Um, the site is broken and they won't fix it. Uh, so we are having to rebuild the site it is not like totally rebuilding from scratch we can easily import all the text but basically everything else we have to redo gotcha so um but for the moment it does mean that the site is stable we just can't do anything to it so we're rebuilding the site and all the rss's are intact and you know it's a whole thing but gotcha. a lot okay. of work to do that is fair then well all right so this week we're talking about the Dugorla. Um, A.K.A. just the Dodd Gore, apparently. Uh, every I don't know what that's suit, in reference to. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming every vis- victory suit has multiple spellings. Stand just by up to of... the victory suit. All right, it is a, uh, a it is a mobile armor uh, mm-hmm. that is used by Z- the Zanscare army, uh, developed by Bespa. Uh, it is really weird. Um, so, it's a very distinctive one because it's basically like a fucking giant dragon. <laughs> um, yeah. You, okay, so starting with the head, you do have like a little Zanscare style head, though it doesn't actually have the normal Zanscare eyes. Like, you know, normally, normally Zanscare suits have like specifically the, um... Almost like Dogu-looking eyes, like the Dogu statues. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this one has just kind of like a bunch of like little segmented red eyes that are all... You know, it's got two of them, but there's, I believe, five segments on each of them, yeah. Um, the head, though, pretty basic head. Um, <clears throat> not, not really much detail on it other than you have the eyes, and then it has like a little face mask with a chin piece. Um, that's inset, uh, on the head. The body itself is actually quite large. And the body is also kind of a head, right? Because if you look at the body, you've got, for the collar around the head, you have these two swept back, uh, little horns, basically. Mm-hmm. If you look at this, it looks like a dragon head. Because So it's got, like, two swept back horns. Uh, they kind of, um... Uh, start going forward at the end. Uh, surrounding the head also on either side, like next to the collar, are two big green eyes, basically, is what they look like. Um, you've got a stripe down the uh, middle of the torso there. 
and then you've got two little like vents on either side of the chest. So that's where you get the initial dragon head. Of course, unlike a normal dragon head, uh, instead of having like the whiskers that you typically see on like Eastern dragons like this, you just have two arms. Uh, mm -hmm. The arms are pretty cool. Uh, you've got like, you know, a very wide shoulder, um, very round, though it does have a spike on the top. Uh, it has like a little end cap that's a different color. I should mention there are two colors of this. Uh, there's Broho's unit, which is like a teal and dark teal. You know, they're both like colors between green and blue. Mm -hmm. and Definitely then, leaning on the more green side, but yeah, yeah leaning more see on the green. blue in there. And then we have Lupe's, uh, which is orange with red details. Mm -hmm. um, Eyes are still green, though. Yep. Uh, Got to make sure that comes through. Um, but yeah, uh, the arms, though, themselves, you've got kind of a small bicep. I guess it's a normal-sized mobile suit bicep that is coming out of the middle of the shoulder. It, it, these are also interesting arms in that the shoulder is not, like, armor. It's basically like the shoulders are themselves are plugged into it, and then the arms are coming out of the middle of the shoulder rather than, like, also being plugged. You know, normally the shoulders feel like they are, like, pauldrons that the arms are using and the arms are what are plugged in. This doesn't feel like the arms are plugged in. It feels like the arms are coming out of the shoulder here, whereas, you know, mm -hmm. it's a little different for a mobile suit. Um, so, like, a normal-sized bicep, but then the arms on from the, um, for the forearm are really long. Um, and I always like mobile suits that have really long forearms like this, so, um, a little bit of detail going on with them. You've got, like, a little, uh, arrow, uh, right above the joint. The joint is actually completely blocked. You don't really see it. Though you can see, uh, the arm, uh, the lower arm's armor kind of overlaps with the bicep a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it, it obscures the joint because of that, um... But yeah, it's just this really long forearm armor. Um, you can almost see, like, in the way that it looks like there's two forearms, right? Because it's got, like, a little, uh... uh ba basically, the way the lining is on this arm, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you almost have, like, what looks like it would be a normal-sized arm, but instead of a hand coming out of the end, you have another forearm. Uh, just with how this looks like because of the lining. Then when you get to the end, you have very spindly fingers on these hands. Mm-hmm. Very spindly fingers. Actually, I'm trying to see. Do these have two thumbs? Let me look at the they rear They might. Shot. It's hard to tell. We don't have a lot of art of this thing. Yeah, if you look at the rear shot, actually, yeah, it, it, they do They do have two thumbs. Uh, and then, like, instead of a pinky and stuff. Then, the main body... You've <clears throat> So, the body connects into another body basically right like the the dragon head itself connects into another body i should say uh and that body has uh two little containers on the top i believe these are see it's been a while i mean i watched victory with ggp but i will admit i don't entirely remember uh all the weapon locations on this uh, i believe though these are the missile launchers on the top of the body here like, the, you know, those are little doors that open. That makes sense. Um, and then you've kind of got, like, the, the shape of this body's a little weird, right? Like, it's kind of like, 
I, again, it is like, you can imagine that this is a giant mobile suit torso and that there would normally be a head in between those two missile launchers or something, but instead the head is plugged into the front of this. Complete with the fact that there's actually, like, you know, chest vents there, like, you know, normal mobile suit style chest vents, uh, gray mm-hmm. ones uh, on the front. Uh, on the sides, you just kind of have, like, little cut-in vents, and then on the lower part, you've got, like, a sort of a uh, little... You've got the start of the tail segments, right? So you've got like a box on the bottom, which has a, a single claw in the middle grasping one of the little beam guns. Uh, which, uh, yeah, you can see that these are, so apparently these are all mounted in pairs, but I, no. Okay. So here's the thing. Normally, these are mounted in pairs, except for if you look at the front and the back. You can see there's one at the very end of the tail rad, which that's what these are called, they're tail rads. So it's got a single hand on the front and back, and then there's then two, four, six, eight, ten. Oh, interesting. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah, so the ones I'm looking at MAHQ, which breaks it down a little bit. These are the tail beam guns that it mentions. Yeah, there's the, the tail beam guns, the beam cannons are the ones along the along the length. Um, the, yeah, that the arms are holding. Okay, I see. Oh, the, the arms are holding the beam guns. The beam cannons are the ones along the length. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see. Wait. This is all broken down by MAHQ. Don't trust yeah, yeah. don't trust the wiki's lies. Oh yeah, no, I am looking at MAHQ. So yeah, so ten times beam cannons mounted in pairs on the tail rad segments, and then two times tail beam gun mounted on the tail segment. But I, so when it's saying two times though, is it including the front of the tail too? Because clearly the front of the tail is holding one of those, right? Like look below looking below the dragon head. So I'm assuming it has one on the front and one in the back, right? <laughs> I when you keep saying the front of the tail, and I don't know what you're talking about. This, right here. Like, look at where the tail rad starts. Like, right under the body. There's a hand holding a, one of the beam guns there. But those are, yeah, those are the beam, those are the two beam guns, which are, if you look from the rear view, those are just the two arms. Oh, that's the other arm. Oh, I see what I'm seeing wrong here. Okay. Uh, the, it's the, okay, I see You're what's You are being happened. deceived by perspective. It's the perspective, yes. So I thought there was, so you, you see how the tail also has like a single hand at the very end? Mm-hmm. I was thinking that was on the bottom of the, the front of it too. Like it was symmetrical. Gotcha. No, that's just the two, the two. So okay. it has basically I... four arms, two on the main body and two below at the beginning of the tail. Yes, it's just that the right arm on that body, the way it goes around, it blends in basically perfectly with the bottom of the body there. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's like a little square bottom of the tail rad unit beginning. And just the way it was drawn. Okay, I see what I've done. Perspective tricks, y'all. Uh, I kind of wish this is this thing Sete was not doing the curling because it's a little hard to see it because of this. Mm-hmm. But, um, so basically you've got the tail rads though, right? Which are the long tail segments. So you've got, uh, I'm not going to count how many segments there are because I just realized that's a full 160. Errand. Oh, there are? Oh, okay. Well, it says you approximately have... 160, I guess. I don't, yeah. I don't, that sounds like. Uh, I'm just know. curious if they're evenly spaced or not with the hands. I'm assuming they are, but I'm not going to... Uh, like I said, I'm not going to manually count those right now. 
Um, so yeah, so along these segments, though, looking at the art, they look relatively equally spaced. You have two arms coming out of the side, right? Uh, these are, like, proceed with a little, kind of like a little joint unit coming out uh, that has, like, a little spike at the bottom, and then the arm is coming out of the top of those. And then arm, you know, you have a bicep that's kind of, uh, you have a longer bicep on these, a joint, and then the arm itself, which ends in a three-fingered claw, which then the three-fingered claw is holding the beam cannons. Uh, it's supposed to look like, you know, a dragon grasping the jewels, like you commonly get with the uh, Eastern-style dragon depictions. Yeah, this is this whole thing is, of course, very uh, Chinese dragon aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep, so you've got two, four, six, eight, ten of those arms as you go down the length. And then finally, at the end of the tail, you have, uh, again, this is the thing throwing me off. So I guess this is the tail beam gun, but I guess it has two beams at the end. Okay, I thought, like I said, it looked like, like it might end in another one of the claws, but no, it's just uh, two little points at the end of the tail. So it has kind of a forked tail with uh, the beam guns. Um, also... I forgot to mention, it does have two beam guns in the hands themselves, it mentions. Um, so, yeah, two uh, two times being mounted in the hands of the main body. So, yep. Uh, and yeah, so the tail rad is the thing obviously making this fancy. Uh, the tail rads, the tail rad is able to completely segment, by the way, should mm -hmm. mention. Uh, yeah, so this is... This is a classic video game snake boss where you destroy a segment and it just gets shorter and keeps going. Yeah. So, um... The tail rads themselves uh, can be actually, like, separated uh, at, at will. And they can also be launched as tar at targets, too. They're, they're not bits, but they're basically bits, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, they're very simple ones because they just ram you. But, yeah... Um, and that overall contributes to the length of this, because the length is probably the biggest thing we've ever looked at on this show. 369.3 meters. It's pretty big from, from the head, like front to back. Mm -hmm. Um, again, most of that length being the tail rat itself. Uh, and, uh. Yeah, this is a unit that, um, <clears throat> th this is an interesting unit, because, uh, uh, we have the first one we see, which is used in space, right, which is, um, uh, what's his name, um, Broho. Broho. Uh, that one is used in space, and you would think, given the design of this, that this only can be used in space. However, that is not true. Uh, because, uh, when we see Lupe's, it's actually being used on Earth, uh, in the ocean. Which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, all the tail rad segments have their own maneuvering. Yeah, have their own propulsion. So you have, like, even if you had nothing on the body itself, <laughs> even if you had nothing on the body itself, and it does have on the body itself, it would already have 160 verniers, which is plenty to move oh, under actually, gravity. Oh, actually, if you look at them, though, there's eight on each body, right? Because you can see them sticking out on the sides. Oh, actually, uh, so, so, some... Uh, someone, maybe Chris, over on MHQ did the did the math, and between vernier thrusters and apogee motors, it's it's propulsion there. Um, so it has two uh, 
Okay, no, actually it has 14 rocket thrusters. And then Vernier thrusters slash Apogee motors, it has 1,696. Yep. It can move, is the point. (laughs) That's, yeah, there's a lot of them. Vesta has too much money. (laughs) It's fine. I mean, if, look... It's fine. Vespa was making a thing. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm super glad this exists, but, like, why? <laughs> look. Uh, it's pretty cool, though. Um, we also have an interesting uh, discrepancy between the wiki and uh, MHQ, which... Uh, so, I don't remember this in the show. Uh, it mentions cloud mines. Um, mm-hmm. Which are not mentioned on MAHQ. Um, I'm assuming... Hmm, I, I'm wondering what that means. What what the cloud mines are. Um, so the funny thing about this, originally, too. So you've got the really big one, right? And it's like a big dragon. It's got these cool missile launchers on it. This is a cool design, by the way. I should know. This is a very striking one. It appears in the opening. Because uh-huh. uh, it's a... I mean... It's a big fucking dragon, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it is huge. Just because of the sheer length of the tail, it is really long. Um, early on, it was not as long, right? <laughs> because, uh, so, you know, we see this in the show, and the way it gets used, like you said, it's basically a video game boss, right? If a segment gets destroyed, it can just, like... Re- redock the tails in such a way that the damage section is now disconnected and then it can use those to ram if, mm-hmm. if they're still controllable. Um, now, funnily enough, on the original design, we almost have Ishigaki drawing a very uh, a, a very Motorrad fleet inspired one because originally, instead of a dragon theme, it's a wheel. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, you have the oldest version of it, which is on the upper right there, kind of still has, it still has the dogu head, and it has, like, an antenna, and then it's got two little, uh, these say machine cannon, yeah, so it has machine cannons as, like, little tusks, almost, coming out of the head there. Then you've got, like, you know, these big round arms, uh, and the and, arms have subarms in the wrist, which is yeah, sick. And the subarms at the end of them, instead of having fingers, have three beam sabers. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also a beam gun above the hand. And then the hands only have four fingers on this one. Two thumbs and then two, like, you know, index fingers. Man, what's Ishigaki fingers. doing these days? I love this guy. Uh, I don't know. The last Gundam thing I think he worked on... I mean, he did some work on the build shows uh, with his, some of his own designs. Uh, last major thing with a, like a lot of original stuff from him was Gundam Age, for, as far as I'm aware. Um, where he did the Vegan suit designs. Huh. Um, but yeah, so the the prototype of this, though, is very interesting. And then you've got like two boosters on the back of the uh, main body. And this is all kind of surrounding a big wheel. It's just a big wheel. I believe it It calls it a giant something. I can't quite read that. Or, what is that? It, it's a very small, like, you know, little drawing, so the notes themselves are even smaller. Mm-hmm. Let's see what that says. Anyway, 
basically though, this is surround. It's a body surrounding a wheel. And if you look, I think that's a pilot on the lower right of it because it's drawn like a person. Because you you know we normally have the V two for scale on the other one, which we'll talk about. But so this is not as giant a mobile armor. I think this is more of a mobile suit. It's just a weird little wheel mobile suit. And then at some point, he decided on the dragon theme a lot more explicitly. Or it's not really. So the head is the dragon head, right? Mm-hmm. And how it looks there. Like the body, it looks like the dragon head. It looks close to the final one, actually, pretty much. Like even the arms uh, that are coming out of the body are the same design. Where things get weird is, so then on the back of the main body, you have this big little, like, segment of armor that is around a different design of wheel. It actually almost looks like, you, like, you know how the, the tail rat is? It almost looks like a, a three, three rows of tail rads that are formed into wheels. Because you can see, like, mm-hmm. the way the lines are in the middle and stuff. And it does mm-hmm. have segmentation. Uh, and these have a single, like, little dragon arm on the bottom of it. I don't, I can't even see if there's one on the other side um, that has, like, the little beam cannon. And it's still, even though it's massive compared to the V2 there, it's still not, like, as big as it is, ultimately. Uh, which is interesting, though. Uh, this, this Degorla, the, these are both, like, very weird wheel-based ones instead. Which makes sense, you know, given Victory and the Motorrad fleet and all that. Um, I like the one we got though. Usually sometimes we'll look at these like sketches and I'll be like, damn, I kind of wish we got that. This one, I'd like what we got. Um, uh, so apparently Ishigaki's latest work, uh, came out, let's see how long ago, just over two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Oh, wow. Uh, because he did work for the Sword Art Online Progressive movie. What? What did he do for that? I don't know, like, uh, boss oh, uh, monster boss design, monster and, design, stage design design. and stage design. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but before that, it's like he did some, he did some Doraemon, he did build divers, uh, yeah. he did uh, the city hunter, uh, reboot. Uh, so here's the thing that happens with him. Um, yeah, he is a mechanical designer and he does everything from normal mecha to more mundane mecha. Like for instance, in that lost star, he designed the, uh, caster gun. Is one of the ones oh, that thing's design. fucking sick. Good job, uh-huh. man. <laughs> uh, he also does monster design as well uh, in a lot of things. So, like, uh, that's what I imagine he did in Sword Art Online. Uh, he uh-huh. also did, like, monsters for uh, Tales of the Abyss. And this is a great time to talk about that, right? Because I think more than some other designers, it's a very smooth transition for him. Because you can see here, he likes designing mecha sometimes like they're monsters. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know... Uh, even like some of the Gundam stuff he's done, he gets some of the weirder robots, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in Gundam Wing, he does like the the mag uh, the Maguinax and all that. Uh, and then, um, I'm trying to remember what else the Ishigaki does overall. He does a lot of weird stuff. Um, oh, uh, if you're a fan of Mecha games, uh, he did the designs in Xenogears. Like, mm-hmm. basically every design, or not every, but most of the designs, I believe, in Xenogears are all him. All the main ones are, for sure. Um, he did mechanical <laughs> designs in all the Xenosaga games, uh, though that one has a couple of artists on it, for sure, because I know Takayuki and Nase also worked on those. Um, 
the um he also did in video games which they didn't actually list on his uh anime news network thing which i guess theoretically i could edit it maybe i don't know how i don't know how ann works um he also did another centuries episode zero or uh, episode one two and threes um well two and three actually specifically now that i look at it uh those those mechs uh he did like all the the ones with the arc names right like uh there's like the gun arc and blood arc and all that uh here i'll show you some of those you'll actually see the transition between uh you know a, a, since you you've seen designs from things uh uh you'll see a transition between like his wing era designs and his uh his other designs when i find let me find one in link like here's the blood arc for instance where's the buster arc why do i not have huh the art for that save hold on um junior i do have one of his uh arc i mean arcs. with the blood arc here the way those shoulder cannons are is very victory buster uh-huh well and then here's the uh there's the uh the gun arc and buster arc and these definitely you can see how this guy made the suits in age right mm-hmm absolutely uh, just very fascinating. Oh, uh, he did do one design in turn A, by the way, if I remember right. Uh, or no, he did two. Uh, he did the cannon Ilifuto. Uh, he did a really good job trying to look like a Sid Mead design, right? Because the cannon Ilifuto actually does look like, uh, almost like a very Median-inspired design. Uh, but he did that design, and he also did the, um... Some of the ships, as well as the only the Godwin, not the other suit that is based like that. Uh, I believe the God the Godwin is the second one. Um, I don't remember the suit that came before that. Um, you know, but yeah, I, uh, he oh, did a well game. He did a good job, but if but if I'd if you asked me to guess one of the designs that was done by a traditional designer, I think I would have guessed this one. Because just because it uses like it does look visually like Sid Mead, but like the elements it chooses to include are Gundam designer elements, you know? Yeah. Uh, he also does a lot of the ones in X. We've talked about him a couple times, but he's also a favorite artist of mine. So, uh, oh, also uh, another work he did uh, art for is sadly the now uh, defunct game Starwing Paradox, which was a Sega arcade game, and him and uh, it was. Him and uh, uh, Ipe Gyobu, who did the designs for that. Um, most of them were, a majority of them were Ipe, but he did some of, like, uh, like this one's uh, an Ishigaki design from that game. Uh, and this is what it looked like in 3D. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, this, the game the game has very good designs, so I just wanted to, to ramble about those because I've been thinking about him because I found out this game was canceled and it makes me very sad uh, because the designs in it are wonderful. Anyway, you know, yeah. talking about a, a like a ongoing Gundam thing, and this is this is not going to be spoilery in any way. Yeah. Um, G Witch is ongoing, and there are different companies that make mobile suits in G Witch, right? Uh-huh. And I really just, one of these days, want them to be like, okay, this company's, all of its designs are Ishigaki. This one, all of them's, all of them are, you know, like, like, Izabuchi. Just, like, assign a designer to each manufacturer in that, a show. Well, that is kind of what they did. Really? In what? Uh-huh. Uh, because, uh, okay, so for... I'll talk with... Okay. Hmm. How to do this. Do we have any questions or anything? Uh, No. 
Okay, we, we will talk about it at the very end. Let's do a sign-off, and then we'll do a little spoil section actually at the very end. I think that's a nicer way of doing this. Just because then people will have a okay. lot of time to tune out for it. Alright, that makes sense. But I sense. do want to talk about this. So, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that was the Degorla, though. And again... It's a mobile armor that's really cool. It doesn't appear a whole lot. There's only two units of them, and they both get destroyed. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, so it's basically one of those designs where, you know, it showed up. It was really cool. Has some cool elements. Was beaten by the Gundam. Uh, you know, doesn't appear in any side material other than Ghost, actually. It does appear in Crossbone Gundam Ghost, which, fuck Crossbone Gundam, but, you know. Uh... Ghost, I, I forgot. I always forget that Ghost has a bunch of victory stuff in it. Um, anyway. Alright. So, yeah, with that, Six, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-I-R. You can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Uh, a little bit of patience this week. I think the site will be like fully operational. In fact, better than ever uh, by the end of the week. But got a lot of work on our hands. Mm -hmm. Also, send you know to to at six bar. You can send any questions, comments, suit requests, that sort of thing. All right, and yeah, uh, I'm Dylan. I'm at lowpolyrobot on Twitter.com. Uh, you can also find me on Cohost, which of course you know a lot of people are using Cohost more often because of. Uh, the, the recent thing that happened with uh, Twitter and, you know, Elon mm -hmm. Musk and all that. And I totally get it. You know, I know that, like, it, it always gets in a weird place because, you know, every time something happens with the bird site, uh, everyone kind of goes on, you know, like, you get a lot of people saying they're going to leave and then they don't leave. But we'll say, just as a thing I've observed, a lot of people using co-host. And, you know, I do my daily mecha posts on there as well. Uh People seem to enjoy those, actually, especially since the surge in users happen there. People have seemed to really enjoy those posts, um, which makes me happy. I just like when people like looking at my mecha posts. If I could do that on co-host, uh, I will gladly take that, um, you know. Plus, mm -hmm. when I do my le uh, when I eventually get back in the mood of doing like Let's Plays, I can get back to Xenosaga. It turns out having a website where it is much more like Tumblr is way easier to post like a screenshot LP than on Twitter, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my, that's my main, uh, thing that I've actually enjoyed about that site, so that's why I'm, like, you know. Uh. But I'm still gonna be using Twitter. I know me. Unless they do something really, really ridiculous, you know. Uh, I'm probably gonna stay on both. It's not, it's changed ownership, but I'm gonna admit, it's not like I thought much of the last owner either. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Is it's like, oh man, this billionaire is so much worse than the last one. Like, not really. <laughs> they're both kind of trash boys. They're both, the, they're both awful. <laughs> yeah, and like, the, the only change I've heard about, I'm sure there have been more that I just haven't paid attention to, is the, like, charging fucking verified users 20 bucks a month which is so hilariously stupid and doesn't actually hurt me at all. It's well, just yeah. like, well, that's such a dumb idea. Yeah, also, like, the whole point of being verified, I am pretty sure, is supposed to just be so people can't impersonate you. Uh-huh. If you're, like, someone who creates, like, creates things. So I don't understand... You should pay it's us for our ID prevention. Like, I, I know... We're just... 
We're just preventing ID theft. Pay us. That's just so insane. It's like, really unhinged. Like, I, like, you know, I'm not going to go and be like, I want to defend all the blue checks. But, like, I get why they exist, right? Like, if I had kept doing, like, if, if I had done, like, articles and stuff on games, I would kind of maybe want that because, you know, I, I mean, I've seen plenty of people get those that are writers. Like, mm-hmm. and I get why, because you just don't want someone to be a dick pretending to be you, right? And you don't, you want it to be pretty apparent that it's not you. Mm-hmm. So them being like, I know that like for a lot of people, they see it as a status thing too. So like, I, it, it almost feels like the, 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 the people who see it as a status thing invaded the mind of Elon Musk and he went, oh, well, if it's a status thing, we should be charging for it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay, so Elon Musk, sorry, he apparently just tweeted these things a little bit earlier. Uh, Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. Power to the people. Blue for $8 a month. Well, that's you less get, than I was originally hearing, I guess. But. Yeah, I heard 20 originally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you will get priority in replies, mentions, and search, which is essential, essential to defeat spam and scam. Ability to post long video and audio, half as many ads. And I'm like, I get zero ads. Twitter is a <laughs> website that I've fundamentally uh, cleared out via ad block and no scripts. So it's not like that would help me any. Um uh, but that's, in, like, again, this completely defeats the purpose, because, I again, I know other people have seen it as a status thing. I literally just assumed what it actually matters for is just proving that you are the person you say you are. Not being some weird, whatever. People are weird. The new owner is a fucking weirdo. The old owner was a fucking weirdo. All this shit's stupid. Hopefully they both die. Yeah. But... <laughs> Until they do, folks. Uh, Dylan, we already—you already said where you could find yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, that—that's that, it for the regular episode. We're going to go into spoiler time. As we've heavily hinted, after this point, there are going to be spoilers for Witch from Mercury. Um, it's nothing's too bad, I think. Um, I mean, it can't be. We're only five episodes in, but we're just sort of generally talking about designers and who did what, and sort of going on some tangents here. So it's not like going to be specific spoilers like in major, but I just wanted to talk about it. Well, okay. So for instance, all of the Jeturk mobile suits in Witch for Mercury, right? All of the Jeturk company Uh ones, those are all handled by Ipe. Right. So, you you know, you've got the Delanza, the various Delanza variants, uh, the Daryl Bald. Um, All the pale technology ones are handled by Koei Naba. So the Zawart and the Faract are made by the same person. All the Grassley defense system ones, the Hindry, uh, the Hindry Sturm, the Michalis, and the Begir Pente, as well as the old Begir Bow from the Prologue, those are all Ebikawa. Uh, I see. Ebikawa also did all the Burian suits, though. He did the Demi Trainer, Chushu's Demi Trainer, and the Demi Garrison. So he did technically do two. He double dipped. Yeah, I mean that. This was the thing is I knew about I knew about uh, Ebikawa and I knew about Gyobu and I just figured they split it between them. Um, if it's a little more split up than that, that that's cool. 
Yeah, uh, if we get more things than the Zor and the Firact, because uh, all the Pale stuff has been by Koinaba, who is, I believe, completely new to Gundam now. Um, yeah, I didn't know that name. Definitely. Yeah, Koinaba is, uh, he worked on Armored Core for Answer, which, if you look at the Zord and the Firact, you can kind of see it. Um, but, uh, give me one second. Uh, the other thing... Let me see if I can find it real quick. Give me one moment. Just looking at them, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's still going to find his footing. The Zawart Heavy of the three that we've seen from Pale is the only one that I actually think looks cool. So. Wait, you don't like the Firact? No, I like the Firact. Oh. Like, I like what the Firact can do. I like the sequences with it, but just looking at the design. Oh, I, don't I love like the it. design. I mean, I've loved it since it was announced, but um, I mean... You know, like, here's one of his artworks. Obviously, like, his line work gets very simplified, but, like, you've played Armored Core, right? That's uh, good. For answer. You've seen designs that are like this. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And then, like, here's some other art from his Twitter. He tends to do very detailed designs, so I think his designs have to get simplified quite a bit for uh, TV. Um, I think... But I like the Firact a lot. I love that machine's design. And I love the Zawart a lot as well. The regular Zawart. Because I I like the way its thrusters and whatnot work. I think it's a thing where... Like, it's a thing I've... It's a problem I've always had with Armored Core. Which is I very often... I like the, the design of the units themselves very often. I don't like the way Armored Core tends to draw weapons. Like, I think oh, the Zawart's really? beam gun I don't like. Oh, see, I really like both of them. I like the Zawart's, like, weird... I love the beam gun looking because it does look like a armored core weapon. You are extremely, right extremely. Um, out of curiosity, because he's also done designs for frame arms, so I'm gonna link you these real quick. Like, um, the he did uh one design I really like. Where is it? Um, it's a newer one, so I'm just trying to find it. Oh yeah, the Hector. But uh, especially looking at the Zwart Heavy, I think there's like a an element to this design here. Where it lo- has the it has the look I associate with Armored Core Four and Four Answer, where it is like torso first, and the rest of the body kind of feels like it's dangling down from it. Um, this is the uh, frame arm he did, which is uh, there's two of them: the Herec- the Hector Durandal, and then the Hector Joyous. Um, I like these a lot. Again, I, though, you can I, see again. that look like looking at this design even looking at the backpack right you can see how uh-huh. this is one of his designs totally and again i don't like these swords but the rest of it i think looks great ah oh, see i love the sword rifles they're fucking cool <laughs> they just dif- difference of opinion there i suppose yeah but just yeah different taste there um and then of course uh the aerial and the lifrith and the pre-production lifrith those are by um jinthed who is a I believe completely new to Gundam artist. Um, I don't, I'm curious if he had worked for sunrise on anything before, because here's the thing, right? He obviously entered the design contest for the show, which means mm-hmm. they knew about him, <laughs> right? Sunrise knew about him. Cause I, I don't think anyone can enter those. You have to be someone who's like a known mecha designer. I mean, uh, do we know who worked on a meme? Uh, yes, we do. It's not him. Okay. And meme is, uh, Amame is um a mixture of Ipe uh and uh a couple other ones. Uh do you know what Jinthed did work on though? No. Uh Okay, so before, one of his uh other things, he is actually he used to work for Konami Computer Entertainment Japan. He was a pixel artist for Ghost Battle. Uh uh-huh. 
as yeah. well as doing a little bit of design in basically uh so ghost babble was the first one he did some pixel art uh specifically he did the stage select screen um in Metal Gear Solid 2, he did some display design, some 2D design. He was the director of 2, 2D CG design, uh, storyboard artist for the real-time demo unit, and he did a comic strip for the package. He did the manual comic for Snake Eater. In Metal Gear Acid, he was the mechanical designer for the weird Metal Gears in Metal Gear Acid 1 and 2. Sick. So, you know those, like, really weird ones? Those I are do. him. Uh... And then uh, also Portable Ops, he did mech design, he did Peace Walker concept art, and he did uh, some mechanical design for Guns of the Patriots, uh, though it doesn't mention what. Uh, it does mention he was an artist for uh, KDEJ, which, is that one of the channels at the beginning of the game where they're doing like the weird advertisements? That Because that's what that sounds like to me. R- r- at the beginning of MGS4. Yeah, got, I mean, like, ask, the... ask me anything, I have no idea. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so that's one of the things I know he's worked on. He also did, uh, he was an illustrator and pixel artist for the Boktai games. And he did the Ada boot-up sequence for uh, Zone of the Enders. Um, So Jethan is like, he's not like a completely unknown artist, right? Like, he's worked on a lot of things. It's just, for Gundam, though, he's a new person. Uh, Like a, like a, uh, like a, just, you know, very different artist for Gundam. Uh, Which is why the Ariel and whatnot are very different Gundams, but I, I like that the director, because, um, you know, from what I know, I believe the director gets to pick the design that they like for the contest best, which makes sense, you know, because the director is the director. Because um, I was looking at the uh, IBO design book also recently. Um, so, it's just, I, I imagine they just saw one of Jinthead's designs and are like, hey, you nailed this. You're you're going to be our main mobile suit person. <laughs> Uh, some other Genthead art real quick. Um, lots of very fancy designs. Uh, I like this Metal Gear fan art um, that he did. And that's very obviously Metal Gear fan art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Huh? Um, yeah. So, person has been doing work for a while. They're not, like, a new, new person by any stretch, but new to Gundam. Not someone... Jethet is not ever someone you would think of with Gundam, specifically. Um, Though I will say, one of the funniest things about this design contest is then going through Koei Naba uh, and uh, Jethet's Twitters, because, you know, they weren't really working on Gundam at the time, and then Mm -hmm. seeing the uh old fan art for gundam for them like there's jinthead drawing like uh the rx-78 which kind of funny just because again proportion wise you can see similar to the aerial though oh yeah oh yeah the way that like the um the vents in that upper chest part jut forward feel very very aerial there yeah uh and then uh for koei naba uh the armored core person uh of course at one point doing his own takes on various uh, designs from Gundam. That's pretty cool. Oh, that goof is sick. <laughs> that yeah. sword is amazing. It has like a cleaver sword. I also like these weird, weird giant eye versions of these suits. Oh, uh, last thing to talk about uh, with mechanical design. Uh, fun one here. The Capel coup, which is the uh, jobber from the first episode that uh, lost the ghoul, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that looks really weird and different. Uh, 
It has, um, so that one's an interesting one because it's actually not designed by any of the normal artists. Uh, this one seems to be designed by Kenji Terioka, uh, who you may know from doing the, uh, mobile workers in IBO. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, I don't recognize that name, but. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, he, uh, also worked on, um, he's worked on a couple of things, but, like, one of the ones that, uh, like, another one he worked on, he did work on Amame. He did do the, uh, he did the ghost specifically. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, this thing. Which, you know, again, bad show, but I do like the robots. I mean, cannot they're lie. Hit, they're hit and miss, but some of them are pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, he also did, like, he, he's done a couple of things. Uh, one of the ones he did that I don't like as much, uh, from Double O, do you know the ahead? Yes. That's also him. Not a great design. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he also did, though, like, yeah, the, he, he, he normally, I, I always associate him in my head. He's done a fair bit of mecha, actually, but I do associate him as being a, uh, an artist for like, you know, uh, vehicles and stuff too, a lot. Um, the one thing I'm curious about real quick, hold on. Uh, <laughs> so it always goes with you. <laughs> well, I'm just, the Tyrion from Gundam 00 is, who is, who made the Tyrion? Was the Tyrion also him? He may have done the Tyrion. Uh, yes, he's the one who did the Tyrion from Double O and all those associated suits. So, yeah, that's all. I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, I want to make sure I give him his credits. I just find it interesting, that's all. As one last punctuation, and all these images that we've we've brought up here that are not going to be found anywhere else are going to be a special spoiler section only folder that I'll make for this episode. Um, but as a final tribute, I want to shout out uh, Ipe Gyobu with uh, two images as a tribute to his older work. Oh. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, uh, and until next time, folks, uh, peace out. Peace. Defense, demo, you're, 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 you're,